Welcome back to the Cordell and Cordell and Men's Divorce Podcast. I'm Scott Trout, CEO and Managing Partner of Cordell and Cordell. Again, today, we're going to bring you some more information for guys before, during, and after divorce, trying to bring you new topics as we finish out week 33 of the COVID pandemic, which is crazy to say 33 weeks. Uh, who would have known, right? And so, as usual, we're just going to give you some tips, some ideas, some educational tools, no legal advice here. I'm, that might license your limitations as listeners know, Missouri, Illinois, and Georgia. My guest is no different with uh, licensure in New York out of Buffalo. And so welcome, Daniel. Thank you. Thanks for having me today. So before we begin, obviously, we encourage you to take notes and to write some of these things down. Encourage you to seek out a consultation with an attorney who practices exclusively in family law. That's a really important thing. Uh, obviously, we do around the country, uh, offices around the country, including the United Kingdom, you can give us a call at 866-DADS-LAW if you want to have a conversation after hearing this or some of our other material you can find on CordellCordell.com or on our YouTube channel, as well as social media. You can check us out. And don't forget, coming up in November, we have our virtual town hall coming up. We want to get you registered so you have an opportunity to log in live and get answers to your questions right then and right there live with a panel of Cordell and Cordell attorneys that will be joining us in November. So I look forward to that as well. So Daniel, let's get started. I know we have limited time uh, on a topic, obviously, which is interesting. We've been trying to get enough topics that we really haven't touched. This is one of them, uh, abandonment or moving out or kind of leaving. It really impacts, and I've talked about this in the 10 Stupidest Mistakes, uh, not only in the book uh, that we have, but also in the seminars that we used to do in live person with people. You know, we'd actually see faces in person rather than on Zoom like this or listening to uh, uh, audio. Um, but it's a really critical thing to be thinking about. Uh, I think it impacts every decision you make, whether it's in the beginning of the case, the middle of the case, or the end. So uh, the question, as I always start out with, it's, it's a critical decision about abandoning the house, moving out of the home. Why don't you kind of tell our listeners kind of, some of the things that you would expect to happen if you, and I'm going to use the word abandonment because I think it gets across the notion, um, ignore the legal part, but it's a, it's a very big word. And I wanted to, to get across as you do the implications of doing it. So abandonment of the marital home, kind of what happens? Sure. So you risk losing a lot when you abandon the marital home and, you know, just going beyond the, familial attachments, right? We're, we're, we're going to focus today, I think, on, on the financial aspects of it. You know, the familial aspects are, are something very different. You know, but when you leave the home and you abandon your responsibilities to it, you risk losing a lot, such as your financial interest in the home or, or at least a portion thereof, uh, your rights to the property that you have in the home. You know, look around you right now. There are hundreds and hundreds of items around you that you mm -hmm. risk losing any right to over the course of your divorce. And I understand, as, as I'm sure you do, that a lot of what we talk about and what we deal with daily might seem a little bit strange in a practical sense, right? You know, when you're going through a divorce, it would seem practically that you would want as much space between you and the other person as possible, physical space. So it would make sense that one of you would leave. But you don't want to be the person who leaves because in that case, you, you run the risk of losing the, your equity in the home, losing uh, your, your right to the property in the home, uh, and there are additional financial implications. Once you leave the home, you have to begin, if, if it is that kind of a case, you have to begin possibly paying spousal maintenance, spousal support, and child support. Those yeah. obligations start once you've left the home. 
You know, it's huge. We mentioned, and, and I emphasize property, the dissipation of assets. I mean, when you move out, I, said, I always talk about if there's something you want and you have made the decision after careful consideration and counsel that it is appropriate and the right thing to do is to move out, just know that whatever you don't take is going to be sold on eBay, given away on Craigslist, or set on fire or left outside in the snow. It just is. I mean, and it seems it is, radical it to say it, but that's what's going to happen. It's very true. I, I always have to, I often have to talk about the differences between uh, theoretical and practical approaches to the divorce. Theoretically, yes, uh, you know, she will be in either party would be in, in a lot of trouble if they sell the property on eBay, if they burn it or anything like that. But practically, there just isn't that much that we can do to stop it. Yeah. You know, we right. can ask for an order. We can ask the judge to reprimand and the judge will say, oh, you shouldn't have listed those items on eBay. And that's not really going to yeah. get you your stuff back at the end of the day. Right. Uh, I know, mean, and, and judges see it all the time. And so the question becomes, is it going to be a slap on the hand or is it going to be a, a significant um, you know, punishment? And, and, and I think it's not. And that's the problem. So take what you can. Absolutely. Uh, and, and rather than trying to clear out the home and leave, you know, if you can, and I, and I advise my clients all of the time, and I understand that there are going to be situations where you have to leave, right, in order mm -hmm. to be safe in order to avoid the kinds of fights that, that you may expect in the middle of a divorce, because this is a very emotional time. Yeah. So there are times when you will have to leave. Talk to your lawyer first. Try to work out a, an agreement, a, a mechanism to keep you safe, both legally and financially, when you do leave. So if you can come to an agreement that says, you know, I don't have the money to pay for my half of the mortgage as well as rent on a new apartment. But in order to be safe for us and be safe for the children, we do need to be separated. That's a reasonable request. And that is it something is. that attorneys and parties can, can come to and can say, okay, look, you know, for the time being, maybe you'll carry the, the utility bills, but you don't have to pay the full mortgage. And that way you have enough money set aside to be able to pay rent in a new apartment, you know, uh, during the pendency of the divorce. Yep. And, and keep in mind, of course, that even in the best of circumstances, a divorce is going to take at least six months, possibly up to a year or longer. Right. So you have to think about how much money you're going to wind up spending on the mortgage and your apartment and utilities in both places. And in addition, possibly spousal support, spousal maintenance, uh, also known as alimony and, and child support over the course of that time. For some dads out there, the coronavirus pandemic has become a pretext to limit access to their children. Other dads have been pushed out of key decisions affecting their children's lives. If you're one of those dads, Cordell & Cordell is here for you, as always, but with expanded services. We can meet you in person or by video conference on weekdays, evenings, or weekends. Our goal is to step up our service to meet your needs now. Bringing up the child support and maintenance, you know that's I, I talk about double household expenses. Not only do you have your own rent or mortgage and utilities and food separate and apart from your spouse, now the court could order you to pay interim maintenance, inter, interim spousal support, what we call uh, alimony, and child support, right? Absolutely. And those obligations begin uh, as soon as you leave. And in New York and, and in many jurisdictions, those those obligations can be made retroactive. So if you mm -hmm. leave on, you know, October 30th, the date that we're recording this, but nothing is brought up to the court until January, you're looking at two months of 
retroactive payments that you're going to have to make. And these are large expenses. Uh, you know, in, in New York, child support for one child is 17% of your income. Uh, you know, th those are large chunks of money that, that you're seeing, uh, you know, come out of your paycheck that you can avoid if you can, if you can, and if you can handle the, the emotional strain of, you know, sharing a space with the person uh, with whom you're going through a divorce. Yeah. I mean, it's huge because not only, I mean, many guys I meet with, and I'm sure you do as well, are living paycheck to paycheck and they're living under one roof. And so now you've got two roofs, you've got two of everything. And now add on to that one child at net of 17% plus perhaps um, spousal support, they're going in debt and, and they're in bankruptcy. And it's, it's a Absolutely. situation where, right, as you suggest, maybe if you can, it makes sense to, to ride the storm in the same house. I mean, many people think it's a common misunderstanding that once they file, they've got to get out and they don't. And those absent a court order, right, that they should consider this. This is an option. There's just so many pitfalls with moving out and abandoning the house. Absolutely. And another one that comes up uh, in, in many cases when one party uh, abandons the home during, during the divorce or at the beginning or just before a divorce is filed, uh, the party remaining in the home can file for what's called exclusive use and occupancy of the home. They can keep you and, and get a court order that directs that you remain out of your own home. You can't go back in to check your mail. You can't go back in to get you know, whatever personal belongings you need, any important documents you might have left behind. You're, by court order, not allowed into your own home. And that's a right that you give up when you leave the home. And they get you into trouble. Uh, if, let's just say that the order entered, it, it, you just can't maintain it. Now what do you do? And you've got to pick, you know, debts to pay. And, and obviously the one that's going to have to be, you know, due is the court ordered support no matter what, because you, there are all kinds of things in Missouri there. It's called a staples motion. It's from a case. It's a long time ago that basically said, if you have unclean hands, you're not following the court orders, they're going to strike your pleadings and you can't present any evidence in court. And, and your evidence is, well, but, I can't pay my own expenses. And problem is, is judges are derailed by emotion. They may get angry. They may make a ruling that's probably not consistent with the law, but now you got to spend more money to rectify it. And so it's just not that, you know, keep in mind, I don't, you know, we're talking about all gloom and doom. There are instances and situations where it can make financial sense to move out and you can afford it and you can do it and it's okay. In fact, I've got a client like that right now. Uh, before we made that decision, we went through all the numbers, we went through the situations and what's going to happen, and you know, full knowledge, full understanding, and a strategy and a plan. That's what's key. Uh, don't you agree that just have that conversation with your attorney to really make the best decision uh, for you? Yeah, and if it is possible, like you said, if, if, if you can afford to make the mortgage payments and a rent payment, or if you can stay with family during the pendency of your divorce or friends, you know, if you can keep up the payments, then that does help because uh, as we discussed earlier, we talked about uh, losing financial interest in the home. Mm -hmm. If you are able to continue making the payments during the divorce as you had been making the payments prior, so let's say, you know, the, both parties were working, both parties were contributing to the bills, whatever your responsibility was prior to the divorce, as long as you keep that up, you keep up your interest in the home. And that's something that's important. You know, I always tell people the judge doesn't really care where you lay your head at night. What the judge cares about is the mortgage is being paid, the utilities are being paid. If yeah. that continues, then you're, you're, you're fine to move out with the caveat, of course, that we're just talking about financial responsibilities, right? Make sure if there are children in the home that you have an agreement regarding visitation and custody of the children as well. Don't just leave them in the home.
Yeah, that brings up a but, huge element of moving out, and that is custody. I mean, we all we will talk, and we did, of course, naturally about the financial impact, the personal property impact, the real property impact. But what we tend to you know gloss over is what happens in custody. You don't get the same custody that you had when you live in the same home. Um, you're no longer driving the bus. That's the example I use. You're just a passenger, not in the first or second row. You're all the way in the back, and you're being tossed about by a, an erratic driver who controls you know, where are you going to sit on that bus? If they're turning hard left and hard right, and you get to see your kids when she or he, you know, whomever it is, wants you to see them. I mean, that's just a huge uh, conversation to have about what's going to happen when you leave. Absolutely. And when you leave the children in, in you know, the, the custody of the other party, most of the time, and this is, you know, just most of the time, judges like to keep things as status quo as possible. So if you move out at the beginning of a divorce, and you agree, even understanding that it's on a temporary basis, that you're just going to see your children, you know, once or twice a week, after three or four months of that, the judge is going to say, well, that's the status quo. That's what the kids are used to. That's what we're going to keep up. And you're going to have to show that there's been either a change in circumstances or that the children are really going to be better off with you in order to get a judge to agree to disrupt the status quo. And, you know, you really want to avoid establishing anything at the beginning of the divorce that you're not comfortable with continuing through the end of it. Yeah, it's, um, it's it, not only that, I mean, I think it sets, I talk about now even in COVID, especially here in Missouri, we can't even tell some of our clients in this, in this county how long it's going to be until it's resolution because the court system are stuck between phase one and phase two, which means no in-person meetings or hearings. You can't get to the courthouse for, unless it's an absolute emergency. They're trying to handle some matters via Zoom, but postponing as much as they can because of security, confidentiality, just the mechanics of it all. So what that means is when you move out and you're getting one night a week and every other weekend and you want 50-50, uh, 12 months go by, you finally get a hearing, the judge is going to say, well, how are the kids doing? Well, you know, straight A's, doing well, you know, as best as they can, uh, seem to be functioning well, have friends, no real outbursts or emotional issues. And the judge is thinking, hmm, okay, the kids are doing well, status quo. Why should I change it and take a risk to give dad more time? So Exactly. And now you're, you're facing an uphill battle trying to convince a judge to change a situation that's working. You know, and, yeah. and while we can argue, of course, and, and we do, that, you know, what is fair and what is best for the children is, is to spend as much time with both parents as possible, uh, you know, trying to convince a judge that the status quo is wrong is never an easy thing to do. Yeah. And that always requires a lot more work. That's crazy. Well, Daniel, thanks for talking today about abandonment, something we haven't done in the 33 weeks. We've been talking about all issues relating to guys before, during, and after divorce. So thanks for joining. Of course. Thank you for having me. Well, we'll continue to bring you stuff like this twice each week, including our town hall every month, where we can go live for an hour and talk about these issues, among others, facing guys in divorce, modifications, contempts, paternities, all things related to family law. So continue to tune in, submit your questions as well. We'd like to address those. Uh, you can go to coronavirus.divorce at cordelllaw.com and submit those, and we'll answer those as well on this podcast, as well as our virtual town hall. Again, if you'd like to have a consultation, uh, we have offices around the country, 866-DADS-LAW, 866-DADS-LAW, or find us on the web at cordellcordell.com. We can do it virtually just like this via Zoom, via uh, FaceTime, however you want, via phone call, 
or we can do it in person where appropriate, keeping health and safety in mind as well. So until next time, have a great week.